So, Dylan, I'm sure you're excited to hear that Chuck, Chuck Dustwatch, well, Chuck Watch is over. Dustwatch might not be because Chuck Taylor liked one of my statuses on Facebook. Like, I'm friends with, like, a lot of pro wrestlers on Facebook, and I don't know how, why, like, how it oh, came... What was the status? Let's start with what was the status. The status... Oh, hold on. <laughs> Firstly, it was a very good one. It was a picture of me and a couple bros going to a Nickelback concert. <laughs> and I just put just three bros hanging out at a Nickelback yep. concert. And then I just go down, and I just went, oh, what the hell? He liked it? But the reason why uh, Dustwatch is not over is, unfortunately, it is, in fact, Chuck Taylor trademark from Chikara. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stokely Hathaway liked your status. Yes, yeah, Stokely Velveteen, ha- Velveteen Teddy Bear, Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> yes! Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle. They are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smark Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by my tag team partner in crime, the champion of us all, the champion of our hearts. It is the Blee, the B, the Blee B. Blake Tanner. I think he was trying to call you the Bieber. I really do. Yo, guys, I just I just drank a lot of Tylenol nighttime cold medication because I have got Tylenol cold, and that night night juice is running through my veins. Oh God, I can't wait for your promo during JWF. Hey, fuck you guys. It's good. <laughs> It's going to be like this. I'm going to add a lot of vocal fry. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Uh, oh, God, you're turning. You're slowly turning into Bob Belcher. Linda, <laughs> Linda, Lina, please don't. Lina. Bobby, why aren't you doing your promo <laughs> well? Um, oh, also, in addition, <laughs> in addition to the sick baby we have on the podcast, there is also the uh, Lord of the Smart Side himself. It is the Dylan... I kind of want that as a shirt now. You be officially the Lord of the Smart Side. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that title, gladly. No. That's... I have mm-hmm. to design a new shirt for the Summerfest pay-per-view coming up, and I wanted it to be for Dylan, and I didn't realize, I didn't know what I wanted to put on it. But now I know we have to make a Lord of the Smart Side <laughs> shirt for the Dylan. So, yep. it's been a crazy week. Um, A bunch of people got injured, unfortunately. This is like... Pre-WrestleMania, what was it, 32, 31, all Fuck over the again. Revival. Fuck the Revival. <laughs> revival got fucked. <laughs> I guess that's our first one. I blame one. Flip Gordon. I blame Flip Gordon. Flip the Revival. <laughs> Although, to be fair... No, oh. oh, no, I know what this is. If uh, For those of you out there who don't watch Being the Elite, on the last episode they revealed they can't say fuck the Revival anymore, then this week it's revealed that one of them's fucking injured. I think I know what happened. <laughs> Them young bizzles, they exacted their revenge. The yizzle bizzles came out. I did. I, I have to. I have to admit, of all of the things, like in the last year, that I'm, I'm happy. I, I feel that we're a good decision. Like uh, starting watching Being the Elite was one of them. Oh, I'm, I'm there with mm-hmm. you on that. Being I the forget, Elite's amazing. I forget how I started too. I just discovered that they had a YouTube channel. I was like, oh, they've got like a thousand subscribers or something. I was just like, eh. Well, like, like they had like some videos with Kenny Omega. I was like, I'm a fan of all these guys. Like, yeah, you know, maybe get a good skit every once in a while. Another 66 episodes mm-hmm. of being the elite in and over 100k fans, and I'm just like, oh, dude, is this my one like like a hipster moment where I was like, I like the elite before <laughs> they were cool. I think Kenny was really a great, great addition to the Bullet Club just because of his creation of the elite and his own like crazy just style yeah. and. 
He's very entertaining. Well, the, He's a real, real chill Well, dude. the thing with being the elite is I definitely thought that it was just like a, hey guys, this is a vlog, we're going to Japan this week, hey guys, we're this, and then one time, I think it was Dylan was talking to me, and he was just like, they built up the whole Adam Cole betrayal on fucking YouTube, and I went, wait, what? It's not just a vlog? Mm -hmm. It was like, no, mm -hmm. it's insane. No. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like 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 mm -hmm. weeks, mm -hmm. weeks, and they even referenced it. Like they even referenced the payoff at the Ring of Honor pay per view. Oh my god! <laughs> Matt was just like, I know you poisoned Nick Adam. <laughs> I was just like, oh man, oh man, it's all coming together. Holy shit! Yeah, and oh. then of course, in addition to the re revival, fucking Bailey, Bailey can't catch a break on the main roster. <laughs> Fuck the Bailey. No, Fuck no the way. Bailey. That's what Mark's no. do. That's a, that's a what, thing. I'm not. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's gotten a just a bad, just a just ugh. a really bad go of it. It's not been great. She doesn't have. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a durable character. She has a great character, but she does not have one that after a while you're still like, oh, okay. She's still here, and she's still the underdog, but okay, keep going, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's because, like, she's not a great promo. Yeah. She's not. And they try to give her a lot of promos, and she's not great at, at them, promos. and it just doesn't really doesn't really work. Damn, that cough syrup just kicked in, didn't it? Like, they, she's not good at promos, but promos they give her promos not good though um also I re i'm not that bad you bad man bad <laughs> bad man bad bad man also i really like the fact that i brought this up to just be like man bailey's been injured oh i hope she comes back and it immediately cuts us into us being like man fuck bailey to be fair we all knew I mean, we all knew this was going to happen when she was in nxt we're all just like man WWE, like, they're gonna have to try real hard to, like, like fuck up this character. Look at all the support she has from, like, the the, the NXT universe. And, like, the, the three of us were all just cynical fucking smarks on the side. Like, just like, nope. It's gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> happened very quickly. Also, I guess... I mean, WWE takes these as, like, Oh, you don't think we can we can fuck this up? Hold on, buddy. We created just... Roman Reigns headlining the last three WrestleManias. <laughs> <laughs> Going for a four, Pete. Hey, do you remember when we had Roman ruin another Royal Rumble this year? That was great, wasn't it? Guess what's going to happen this year, guys? I'll give you a hint. It involves Roman Reigns and John Cena. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys watch, like, house show stuff, but my favorite damn thing to ever happen at a house show happened recently at a show in Montreal, Canada. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently what had happened was yep. Pat Patterson came out. It was it, it was Sami Zayn versus Gender, I think, and Pat Patterson came out because you know fucking Canada and the uh, the Bollywood. But this I would just like to say that whole segment for that house show was can just be described as fucking Canada, man. Uh -huh. Well, it gets better because apparently the Singh brothers try to take out Sammy, do shit to him. And then they turn around and Pat's there and they're like, we about to fuck up this old gay man. At which point, out comes Kevin Owens. You have no idea how much I love CFOO for that fucking song. Like, that is that is the greatest workout music ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, KO hits the ring, despite the fact that he is the a giant fucking heel shit and it was just like oh, not in Canada kill. he's not oh hell no he's well actually mm -mm. nowhere he's not because people secretly all love him and then he just looks at Sami Zayn and is just like what's up and I'm like oh fuck please please reunite I the the only thing that I wish could have happened just because of Kevin Owens heel character is like if he grabbed a mic and he yelled at the Singh brothers Nobody beats up Sami Zayn but me! And then pop-up powerbomb Sammy. Oh, yeah. That's what I was hoping would happen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was... I, also, if anything, they proved that Sammy and Kevin would have the most badass 
tag team finishing move of all time, which was the Huluva kick into a pop-up <laughs> powerbomb. I was like, oh, fuck yes. Okay. Yeah, they probably, yeah. They've probably be, been on the road to talking about that forever. Here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that tag team is currently in like the uh, in like the um, prototype stages with the current um, will they, won't they between Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Oh yeah, I don't know. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Also, I love the heat that they got because Trip saw like apparently after one of their matches, Dean ran over and hugged Seth because they were like, "Fuck yeah, we won!" Hug. But then refused to like fist bump Seth, and then Trips was just like, "Fucking, you hugged him. Why wouldn't you fucking fist bump him at this point?" <laughs> They're like, oh, "We're sorry." <laughs> also, I Dean really... has very exceptional priorities. <laughs> also, Dean, I... listen, like, like I think I think Dean Ambrose is slowly, slowly approaching Daniel Bryan levels of not giving a fuck about his job. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think Dean Ambrose is one more year of not being heavyweight champion away from just just, just becoming like like a jean wearing version of Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they're gonna let him be heel, and then he's gonna sell like eight yeah. million dollars in merch, and then they're gonna be like, "Well, shit, what the fuck <laughs> happened?" Also, yeah. like uh, SmackDown last. Firstly, uh, rest in peace, Smacking Talk, canceled after one episode. Um, but all he's in heaven now. <laughs> tout, tout, now. tout, 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 <laughs> tout, with tout. He's in heaven with tout. Um, but apparently, like, is Chris Jericho back or because Chris Jericho did a how did a fucking like indie show? What? Oh. He was only doing signings for the indie shows, though, wasn't no, he? No, he actually had a match. Like, like it, I, I oh, saw the poster, like, advertising it. I think he did it himself, and it was just like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to advertise this on my podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pod of Thunder. <laughs> I really want I really want somebody to be like, so when you do that, is that like a Thunderdome reference? Like, is only one of us leaving this podcast? So he's going to be like, yeah, you, because I'm going to do the next episode without you. Is it, wait, was it the <laughs> Wrestling Under the Stars event? Because that was just a signing. Might have been. Even still, he's doing outside events for the first yeah. time ever. Well, it was it was very yeah. like, strange like, because it was just like Chris Jericho's back, baby, and he's challenging for the U.S. title next week. KO's taking on AJ Styles for the U.S. title. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I guess Chris got bored. Uh, it was for that ratings bump. Just that quick where <laughs> of one week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all they ever have Brock Lesnar around for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yep. WWE, at this point, just to go a little bit deeper, they they don't do long-term anymore. Yeah. They're just kind of like, what can we do this week that's got enough ratings value to get us a little boost? Just, I, mean, I mean, Vince McMahon is has been like mm-hmm. reported as saying that like their company isn't about stories, it's about moments. Because like, that's what you can show in like highlight packages. Be like, oh, yeah. Remember that moment at WrestleMania, whatever, like Seth cashed in, or like that moment, whatever. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. willing to sacrifice every bit of storytelling for like five seconds in one yeah. one segment and on one show for the year, and then like you know just pat themselves <laughs> on the dick for forty five yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Which to me is bad because when you focus on moments from five. 10, 15 years ago, and you don't do any story, guess what's going to happen in 10 years? You're not going to have any moments. Yeah. Correct. Uh, That's what we're currently going through, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I no, know. because then you get shit like Braun Strowman, like, upturning a fucking ambulance. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't watch Raw like, tonight, but there's a shark cage match? Yep. There's a, sh- Another there's one. a shark Three. cage. That is... That is- that is three in, like, the last year, because there was one at TakeOver Brooklyn last year, right? Because that was when the Dusty Rhodes tournament was. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. right? The finals? Yeah, where they put uh, Ellering. There was there was one where they put Chris Jericho in it, and now they're putting Enzo Amore in it. And with the amount of heat he's apparently getting backstage, they might just not let him out. They're just going to keep him in there. <laughs> exactly. Really the Roman fun- Reigns will be like, nah, and that's nah, how nah, Enzo you're good. died. You're good. I would really love if they gave him a microphone <laughs> to just talk shit the whole time up there. He's just like, yeah, what's up, guys? I brought strippers what? and weird people backstage. 
And they're taking, hey, they're taking you Snapchat like the, they're taking your pictures. Personal, personal time. And it's just like, oh, great job, Enzo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did it. You done did it now, Enzo. Enzo's getting See, some heat. I am, I'm, I'm like mm-hmm. torn because like I've, I always found Enzo's character in endearing, just like the amount of like, you know, especially the tattoo of a fucking like like old school Mike on the fist and all that shit. I was just like, all right, oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's pretty neat. Like, good on that guy. But then you hear of just how he's such a fucking tool, and you're just like, ah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, if you watch him on Instagram, it's the funniest shit ever. And apparently he's trying to be a rapper now, which means that he could become... Oh, yeah. He could become very close friends with one of my personal favorite wrestlers of all time. And that is the... John na- Cena. John Cena? Nope. The Nature <laughs> Boy. Woo! Mm. Uh, apparently, he I feel was like a- I feel like I feel like there actually is no connection between that. You just really wanted to do your Nature Boy impression. Oh no, it gets better, good sir. Stay with me. Uh, on the Roman show, I feel like I'm gonna become depressed, Blake. <laughs> well, apparently, Fla- no, just let him have Flair this. was on the Roman show, which a lot of people say is a very popular show, but a lot of people actually hate it. <laughs> uh, and he- and they asked it's very him- popular to hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they mm-hmm. asked him about like. Who, what rap stars he likes. Because, you know, when you're sitting across from a 70-year-old man, you're just like, hip-hop, am I right? And he just goes, Listen, you you, you fought Dusty Road in front of sold-out crowds across the, the, dying day, the dying territory days. So, like, this Wiz Khalifa, you think he's cool? You think he can make it in the biz? And you're just yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's better. Should they, should they ever have let... Let John Cena spit rhymes with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, they, Rick. Um, they be, appara- should WWE be, be releasing collaborative albums with major hip hop stars, but <laughs> only with the white wrestlers? Because you know you don't want to promote <laughs> promote positive the, promote that kind of image <laughs> from your African American stars, of well, which you have very few. Apparently, Flair is a big fan of Rick Ross and Snoop Dogg, and was honored that Ross's hit song, Bout Dat Life, was dedicated to him, saying, I love Rick Ross. I see him when I'm down here. He lives in Atlanta. I am honored. I've done stuff with Post Malone. I like Rick Ross, Post Malone, 50 Cent, by my closest friend. My closest friend in the entire world, Snoop Dogg, is on 30 for 30. Huge fan of Snoop Dogg. And then he I added... Now I just imagine Ric Flair, like, in his suit, like, smoking weed with Snoop Dogg. And I gotta admit, I Dude. love that. That's a great image for me, personally. <laughs> When Rick and Snoop get together, they gotta smoke so much weed. I'm a big fan of uh, Flair. Yeah, Flair. but like 90% of it is smoked by Snoop. Snoop just wakes up, like, with, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, and Flair... Well, it's okay, because 90% of the alcohol is drunk by Flair, so it balances out. And Flair later added in the interview, Snoop gave me credit for creating swag. Confirmed... <laughs> Snoop, Ric Flair invented swag. Beware, y'all. It's the big Snoop D-O-double-G coming to tell you about that R-I-C. Let me tell you something. My big boy Flair here, he's the man who invented S-W-A-G with the D-O-double-G. What? You know uh, what the actual first uh, usage of the term swagger was so, so question Johnny? question blake whenever you just just said all of those things did your skin become iridescently white because i do believe you're now the whitest person on earth what um yes okay yeah yes i am because the person that invented the term swagger was william shakespeare yes yes but but rick flair was the man what have we swaggering here my brothers yes but snoop dog uh apparently is given credit to the real creator which was rick flair Ric Flair invented swag, thank you very much. Fuck you, William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare versus Ric Flair in a cage match, I demand it. For the credit of the word swag. So you ever, My boy you Shakespeare's ever... about to wreck that and ass. Snoop, no, and Snoop, Snoop Dogg's gonna be suspended from the ring in a steel shark cage. The <laughs> so question, do you ever think about, like, so Ric Flair looked like he was in his... 50s for about like 20 years and then when he got to WWE it got worse because like he had to do the road schedule and it like hit him hard 
you ever you ever think about like if you had just kept that level of like WCW schedule where he only worked like once a week, would he still look the same he did in like like two thousand and one? Just like for another twenty years, like would he just look exactly the same now? He'd be like Steve Martin. Oh, I He'd wonder always if Ric Flair not too old. Yeah, I wonder. Well, yeah, but now that Ric Flair's retired, he hasn't gotten any older. Like he doesn't look good, but he looks the same level of not good he did at that with that match with HBK. Like it just hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's interesting to think back and wonder what would happen if Flair had never had like that back injury. Um. Because, you know, you see those old pictures of him where he just fucking yoked. And the only thing you can think about is that man's going to be dead by 40 because he's so massive. Big man, let me tell you something. That airplane crash saved my life. It made sure, firstly, I don't bump correctly. It caused me to be on I bump, I bump like a ragdoll was possessed by a poltergeist <laughs> that didn't, could only Bro. fall forward. Oh. <sighs> oh, oh, God. Jesus. Right. Uh, you... <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, guys, Ric Flair may have invented swag, but you know who perfected it? We did over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies. Yes, Blake Tanner perfected swag. <laughs> and if you want to see, go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and check out all the great merchandise we have over there. We got merch for A Load of BS, me and Blake's other show. We got merch for Quizzle Corp, the brand new podcast that I just started. We've got merch, in fact, for the Fight Boys, we've got merch for all your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be the VWO, whether that be the BS. Soon enough, we're going to have one for the Dylan, the Lord of the Smart side. Uh, and then, of course, we do have Fight Boys shirts on that website. We've got uh, official BS Network merchandise. I just came up with it. I designed it last week. Looks pretty awesome. And all of that is available for you over at merch.load of pure BS. Calm. Now, guys, I want to move on to um, uh, something. I don't, I don't really want to talk about it, but it, it must be addressed because we've lost a legend this week. We lost somebody who shined bright like a diamond for so long. One of the most charismatic, like a greatest individuals in this business, and we've lost them. Like a beautiful. Shining red star, like a, a beacon a red in blood, the darkness. A blood diamond, if you will. They shined bright <laughs> with all of the talent. All of the talent of a Shawn Michaels. All of the charisma of a Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All of the attitude of a Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was announced this week that they would be li- leaving us as WWE announced that they have parted ways. With Eva Marie. With Ho-Ho Loon. Oh, Ho-Ho Loon as well, but also Eva Marie. Oh. Give <laughs> me a second. I thought, you were, I thought you were making fun of Ho-Ho Loon. I was like, dude, that guy had to go back to China to like help his family. Like, stop being a dick. I, I, I cared so little about Eva Marie, I forgot they got rid of her. <laughs> I, thought, I honestly I, thought they got rid of her a long time I ago. I thought Dylan knew and fucked the segment on purpose. <laughs> but yes, Holoon is gone, and then also so is. Let's, let, okay, Martin. okay, Scotty. Let's all pretend that that's not why I'm part of this podcast. <laughs> Fair point. Um, yeah. Uh, do Do we have any good Eva Marie memories? Because I personally do. Which is, I went to an we, NXT. Uh, we almost oh. got to see her tits that one time on SmackDown. That. that was, oh yeah. Uh, she also got roundhouse kicked in the face by Oscar. That was a real feel good moment for me. Um, <laughs> I uh. Um, you know, uh, go ahead, Scotty. I want to hear your moment. I went to an NXT show in Nashville, actually two separate ones, and then someone at the balcony both times brought a sign that said, if Eva Marie is here, we riot. And then the first show, Eva Marie was there, came out, stared at them, blew a kiss at them as the whole crowd booed viciously. And then the second time, Eva Marie wasn't there, but we still cheered the person's sign as if it as if it had worked. Your spell worked, brother. Um, my favorite uh, moment remembering Eva Marie was uh, finally finding out that she left the company. 
It's like one of those, the best part of the movie was the credits. It was very fantastic. Mm-hmm. It meant that I got to go home. The best part of, the best part of Eva Marie is now that we, now we know exactly what's going to happen with Lana. Oh, yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. That, that was pretty rough. Um, and speaking of disasters, the Punjabi prison match. Have you guys read about what the Punjabi prison was a spo- originally supposed to be? It was, uh, it was made of. Oh, you mean how they were gonna set it on fire? Tied together and. Oh no 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 no! It was uh, apparently it was pitched in 2006 to bring the exploding death match to the WWE, and they were like, "SmackDown needs a shot in the arm." And they were like, we got good brawlers, and we'll do something with this. And they were going to pitch, they tried to pinch, pitch Vince War Games, which he turns down. Apparently, he always does, according to Court Bauer. And they pr- basically did a full presentation of the exploding death match, and Vince was like, all right, let's do it. And then a couple weeks later, they sent them basically what the Punjabi prison was. And uh, Bauer goes, it looked like a playset. From Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I don't know what to make of it. A place that a poor child would get killed on. Across the writer's room, <laughs> jaws dropped. I remember Dusty Rhodes taking his granny glasses and pulling them from the edge of his nose. Close up top to make sure he was what he was seeing what he thought he was seeing. And he said, man, man, it looks like Lincoln Logs. Fucking <laughs> 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 okay. Rest, guy, rest, Dusty, Dusty Road sword, man. <laughs> Looks like a bunch of Lincoln Logs tied together. And I thought to myself, unless the bamboo explodes, which would be a huge safety hazard, this is mutated into something perverse and not what we had pinched, Vince. Jesus. Hmm. God, that's that is Dusty the ultimate. Dusty soul just lingered over my head for a moment and then cast some guiding light because I just feel... So connected to him right now. He's just quietly whispering, Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs, boy. Let me tell you something, baby, about this Lincoln Logs. Hey, Blanket Pie, we're going to get you in these Lincoln Logs. It's going to remind you of your childhood. (laughs) When you built with those Lincoln Logs. And when those times were good, Daddy. When those times were good, Blakey. Blakey, when you had those good times with those Lincoln Logs. This ain't that. Yeah. At first I was like, I don't... See, 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 Scotty, I disagree. I think that was when the cough medicine just kicked in. I was like... Firstly... We got these Punjabi Lincoln Logs, daddy. <laughs> well, at first I thought, like, this is the worst WWE has ever mutated something into something that it should have never been. Until I remember Giant Bernard <laughs> went from a giant Asian badass as he premiered into Sweet Tea. The dance boy. Sweet Tea, the good dance boy. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair. Oh, God, uh, I just remembered. Uh, um, hold on. Brodus Clay came up with the Hall of Pain that they gave to Mark Henry. Like, he came up with that whole idea, and they were just like, that's a great idea for not you. And you're going to dance and sing with these two black chicks. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to so talk you about know, your mama. Do you remember how um, Kali is uh, indecipherable, even from his, um, people who speak Punjabi? Um, at the end of that match, when you hear him yelling, um, somebody had taken a clip. I think it was from Edge and Christian's podcast, and they were just talking about how great it was that Kali took the belt for a little bit oh, yeah. and held it up, and it just replayed this sound clip of Kali going, rah, 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 oh. and someone remixed it, so he was singing, rah, 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 rah. Oh, I think that's what that's from originally from, Blake, which is the saddest part. I think he was attempting to sing that, and that's what happened. Um, so it was like the fucking racist scene in a Christmas story. Yes, straight up, it was the right ra- because I think I remember watching it live. But um, now, guys, <laughs> Impact Wrestling has put out a poll on their website, on their Twitter. The Impact Grand Championship title match happens tonight on Impact on Pop. Who's your vote for the winner, Moose or EC3? This interested me. 
because this is a match that has been taped for fucking weeks now. This is an outcome I've known <laughs> for weeks. And I'm like, why would they put out this poll? You have to Google it. That's it. But All this question is asking is, hey, are you a fucking smart who's read a Wrestling Inc. headline? It's like they're, they're trying to do that thing where it's we're doing all this action live and it's going to be you're going to be in the you're going to be in the TNA corner and you're going to be watching Impact live but it's not live anymore guys it's never live it hasn't been live for a long time Did you they, listen they they just recently held their first house their first house shows and if you ignore the fact that one of them was held in a baseball stadium, lol, Jeff Jarrett, um, then you know they're making some progress. If you don't look at the fact that they're uh, that they're contracted, it's on par with like it's ever. a live show. It's so live. Everything's happening live. Anyways, let's cut to our commentary team in a bunker fifty miles away. Like, who knows where they're currently at? Let's cut to our commentary, who's standing in front of a completely different crowd from a different week. Uh, from the, the night after. Hey, where did that really tall guy go? I'm in one of those. Like, you have no idea. Like, I just, like, kind of bent down and was, like, just doing bullshit with uh with Liesl. Like, like I'm I'm probably in quite a few of those shots, just looking like a douchebag and, like, holding up the two shots. Like, I'm, I, I did, I stopped giving a fuck. It was pretty oh. bad. Oh, we've been on TNA as well. Don't worry. It's not hard, Dylan. <laughs> that was a damn... My favorite part of that TNA show we went to, though, was the fact that there were three people in line who clearly did not belong, and they were just like, I don't know, we've never done yep. it before. Let's check it out. At which point, I was trying to be the friendly, charming person I was and be like, hey, guys, it's fine. Wrestling's awesome. Come with us. And be like, hey, there's normal people here. Unfortunately, I believe I was about five drinks in at that point, at which point I just turned around like, it's amazing. <laughs> Come with us. And I was like, oh, I wonder why they left. He won't regret it. <laughs> and then your giant, other giant friend was really excited about everything. I'm sure that scared the fuck out of some people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's fucking Vowdy. Oh, he, 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 at one point he was ready to just like jump the barricade. I wish he had. It would have been so much better. Um... I would have so guys, what, see, I would have loved to see him just like Braun Strowman just take out security, just like oh, monster among us. Oh god, it would have been great. They have to get the actual cops who can actually do something. So guys, what do we think the next gimmick match Randy Orton's gonna get is? Because I like he re- he liked a tweet mm. that just said I'll fight you, Rusev. Just no Punjabi prison matches, or House of Horror matches, or flag matches, or any other bullshit matches. And at which point I realized, oh shit. Oh. So yeah, what what should Randy Orton versus Rusev's next gimmick match be? There's nothing left. They've done all of them. Bring back the Inferno match. No, but we have to make it... Just set those motherfuckers on fire! No, we have to make it lame, though. Like, that, it has to be lamer. Uh, I mean, the last Inferno match I saw was lame as fuck. No, no, no. Now it's going to be, uh, uh, instead of actual flames, it's going to be yellow, red, and orange streamers tied to fans around the outside of the ring. Oh, fuck. Oh, no! <laughs> mm. Mm. Can we have a lumberjack match? But where all the lumberjacks are actually Bailey's wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube. No, men. they're on the outside. Okay, hold on. We're gonna keep this going. We're gonna blend all matches together, but also make all the matches lame at the same time. So we're gonna have an inferno match with the streamers instead. Then around the outside of the ring are the wacky waving inflatable tube men. I just now realized this match is going to be the hardest fucking match to see in all of existence. This is going to be the only <laughs> match harder to see than the Punjabi prison match. Oh, then we're gonna build an outside of Lincoln Logs around <laughs> actual the, Lincoln Logs. Around the, are gonna be around the outside yeah. of the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, 
I just got Jing. Only then will Dusty's dark soul be satisfied and he can leave this plane. I just got Jenga and Lincoln Logs mixed up and I was like, yeah, you gotta fight. You get gotta fight out through the fire, beat the inflatable tube, man, and then you have to pull out the one Lincoln Log that causes all the Lincoln Logs to topple down, crushing your in- opponent on the inside. It's like a game of mousetrap. So it's also a buried alive oh. match. You're- no, that's the next one. I don't think I don't think Orton's been in a buried alive match. That's the next one. Buried alive. I feel like I feel like at this <laughs> oh, point shit. Randy Orton's just like I I've invented a couple, but have I been in every single gimmick gimmick match? At this point, he has. He's been think... he's been in every one except Inferno and Buried Alive, which is a shame because the Undertaker and Kane have essentially retired, and they were the only ones who did those matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I really like the idea of a mousetrap match, and I don't know what it entails. I just like there being a giant fucking rope Rube Goldberg machine around the outside of the ring, and no one knows exactly what it okay. does. So you mean mousetrap in the the fun board game that you would play with your friends, and not the mousetrap in, like, the fucking death machine that kills mice by snapping their spines in half? Actually, no, no. They should. He should be in a match where you have to, like, uh... <laughs> Like, like, slam your opponent onto mouse traps. You should just be in a regular hardcore match again, except those are the thing. An actual hardcore match. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, dude, 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 dude. What the fuck? Oh, fuck What the me. fuck was that? So- sorry, guys. Anyways, like I was saying, I really think that. Oh, God. Are you guys hearing this? This is really weird ass audio. I don't know what it is. It's you talking. Anyways, as I was... No, I'm not hearing anything, Scotty. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, but as I was saying, was a... Feed me more! Welcome to Talking Back, ladies and gentlemen. Scotty, hear my words right now. You get this week. If you do this next week, I swear to you... I will I will leave the call and not finish the podcast. <laughs> well, I will let, like this isn't even about Ryback's podcast. It's just something that made me giggle because Dylan, you like to talk about how the JWF title is a paper belt and how it's like made of cardboard and looks like garbage. Well, I just want to send you guys this image of the recent championship Ryback one of oh, the rock and roll championship yes it looks like yes it is <laughs> he found the one belt that looks shittier than the JWF championship he looks like he could smush it in his hands he looks like he just made it in crafts yay <laughs> I made a belt God, he's... Ryback rules belt. Ryback belt. I like belt. how serious he looks, this... too, and he's still got, like, the RVD stolen, like, fucking spray-painted thing. And uh, it's, uh-huh. His career is circling that... the drain hard. That's just the weirdest way to hold a belt, too. Like, you could put it over your shoulder, around your waist. He has both hands on the outsides, just kind of holding it out. Like, look. But, like, look but, like not I symmetrically. I think, actually... Yeah, it looks yeah, like... I think if he lets go of those parts, then the belt will just, like, fall to pieces. <laughs> it looks like he's trying to show us his macaroni art. It's Ryback's <laughs> macaroni art. Look what big guy did. It's amazing. Also, women can't wrestle anyways. Yeah. Like he can't even afford his theme music. <laughs> he has to come out singing it. <laughs> do 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 do. <sighs> He's got to sing it out of tune though to avoid copyright laws. Yeah. But you know how he could make some money is if he just had a good podcast like Talking Back, or uh, Conversations with the Big Guy, or Fight Boys, and took it to Patreon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com is the only website where you can monthly support your favorite creators, whether that be podcasters, artists, cosplayers, whoever. If they have a Patreon, you can support them. And we at the Fight Boys 
are, of course, on Patreon at patreon.com slash fightboys, where you can go donate to the show every single month, whether that be a dollar, 50 cents, five dollars. It doesn't matter. Every single bit helps us keep this ball rolling on this podcast. And, of course, we do have some perks for you over there, all relating to that great Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama professional wrestling-based organization called the JWF. You see, donate a dollar every single month, ladies and gentlemen, and you will be a JWF jobber. If we need a jobber, if we need somebody to take care of some business and be on the certain death end of that business, you will be that person we go to. But if you want a little something better, donate $5 and... You'll be a JWF mid-carder like my father, Scott Moore. He is a mid-carder. He has that cash-in-the-bag championship, and he is well on his way to possibly defeating the Dylan, the Griffin, who knows, for that JWF World Heavyweight title. But if you want a confirmation, if you want to be absolutely sure that you will be a champion in the JWF, well, then just donate $30. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And you will be a JWF champion. We don't know how. We don't know when. But we will get you there. We will put you at the top of the mountain. This does sound like bribery the more I say it. But it's okay. Captain Tibbs always takes bribes. It is. Remember when you tried to extort your father for more money and he said no? (laughs) No. I like your money. (laughs) But of course, if you want to be a champion, if you want to be a mid-carter, if you want to be a jobber, you got to go to Patreon.com slash fight boys and that means ladies and gentlemen it is now time for the jwf the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in birmingham alabama that's right ladies and gentlemen and this week we have got an amazing show ahead of you we have got matches we've got people talking we've got some great stuff but first let's think about last week let's think about the horrifying way that the horrifying way that JWF had to go off the air. Now, our tag team champions, the BS, were men who we thought would always be champions. These two men, they had this bond, they had this brotherhood that would carry them forever, and we thought they would hold those JWF tag titles forever, but unfortunately... Literally no one actually Last that. week... Thanks, Dylan. Last week, they lost them. <laughs> You're welcome. Fuck... <laughs> and a fuck you, Dylan. And last week, they lost them. After interference from the Dylan, that dickbag. No one has ever held something forever. Come on, that's that's just silly. And that means that we have new tag team champions in the form of the Vape World Order. Justin Clouds, Travis Clouds, they now hold two of the greatest titles in JWF history. And they're in our ring right now, along with their brother, Griffin Clouds to celebrate their title win and to discuss what's going to happen tonight in Griffin's match in our main event against our JWF champion, the Dylan. Let's go have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, the following promotional interview has been paid for and approved by your current JWF tag team champions, your future JWF world heavyweight champion and by the boys who will soon enough run this entire industry the vape world order that's right people you're here tonight witnessing history you are here to watch the vape world order's ascendance on a cloud of gold, cushy cotton to JWF dominance. You see, last week, my brother single-handedly defeated the BS for their precious JWF tag team titles. And this week, I'm going to do the same thing to the Dylan. And I know that the Dylan loves to talk about how he isn't afraid of the VWO. He loves to talk about how he's the most dominant guy in the ring. He loves to talk. But if we learn anything in that six-man tag match at our last pay-per-view, he certainly doesn't love to fight. Because we ran him down, 
slammed his head into the mat with an undervapor. We pinned him, and we arose victorious. You were the first to get pinned in that match, Dylan. No matter how hard that ego of yours tries to justify it, I beat you then. And I'm going to beat you tonight. And no matter what hat... Whoa, what's that music? No, is it? It is, it's Mr. Cash in the bag himself. It's Scott Moore. The man who, let me remind you guys, in that briefcase, he has an opportunity to cash in on the Dylan. If he wins tonight, he has an opportunity to immediately come out and defeat Dylan for that title, defeat Griffin for that title, whoever has it at the end of that match. It, 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 Scott Moore can cash in it on it. It is the great benefit of being the cash in the sack holder. <laughs> he's got a full sack. <laughs> and of course he's out and it looks like he's got a microphone. Let's hear what he's got to say. Well, sorry to interrupt, boys, but I got to come out and say something. Because Griffin, in case you forgot, I am Mr. Cash in the Bank. And tonight, well, you may very well become the JWF champion. And you may very well be standing in that ring, clutching your newly won belt. And you may very well feel my boot connect to the back of your head as I cash in my briefcase and become the new JWF champion. But it's not the JWF championship I'm worried about right now. Because last week, you took something away from my family. You took something away from my son. And I just can't have that. Now, it seems my boy's a little bit busy with the uh, Dylan right now to focus on you, but I'm not. And I'm going to take those titles around your waist back to my family. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, Scott. You're serious. Uh, but d don't you need a partner to challenge for these Belteroonies? To... to to be in contention for these sweet golden belterinos? Well, that's where you're lucky, boys. Because it's true that one of those precious belts are going to come to my family. But the other? Well, it'll stay with your family. Because I've been talking to someone who's very upset with your actions. Somebody who just can't stand what you boys have become. Someone who thinks you need to be taught a lesson. And that someone is your own father, Clint Clouds. What? Oh my God, it is. It, it's Clint Clouds, a man. Oh my God. We haven't seen him in a JWF ring in many years, 10, 15 years. And he's come out. He's he's aligned with Scott Moore against his own sons. I can't believe it. I, it looks like Griffin. It looks like... Yeah, the VWO, they're just besides themselves right now. They can't believe it. Griffin is what? panicking in the ring. What? Dad? No. No, 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 no. No, Dad, you can't. You can't. You can't. You know what? You can't just come out here and challenge for our titles. Only I, the Vape Master General, can decide who can take us on, and you two can't just waltz up and do it. Now, get out of my arena. <clears throat> oh, I don't... That's something I don't think we've ever seen, is Griffin Cloud actually looks taken aback. He looks disturbed at the fact that his father has come. I can't believe it. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Uh, Clint Clouds. Never thought I'd see that man back in the game. N not after his... Uh, retirement ceremony of course but I mean if you see your sons acting the way that the VWO have been you have to do something to put a stop to it it looks like Clint is joining up these two men these true these two daddies Clint, have come together a man of the people um, very very beloved by mm -hmm. the JWF audience very beloved uh, as a ringside announcer for a very long time as well and, of course, uh, another person beloved by the JWF universe is a man who returned last week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. In the tag match 
featuring almost all of our celebrity celebrity professional wrestlers here in the JWF. We had uh, the team of Tim Curry and Patrick Warburton taking on Guy Fieri with a savior flavor at ringside and our JWF champion, Kid Rock. And it was a surprise to all of us when that savior of flavor jumped in the ring, attacked Guy Fieri, and pulled off his mask to reveal a fan favorite, a man who the crowd jumped off their feet to go crazy for. Jack Black returned to the JWF after so many years, and I couldn't believe it. The past couple of weeks have been full of returns between Clint Clouds and Jack Black. It's insanely amazing what's going on, but no one knows why. No one knows why Jack Black has returned after so many years, but he's in the ring right now, and I think he's got some answers for us all. Let's head down. Oh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Guess who's back? Back at the back. Back. Oh, yeah, I'm back in black, dudes. Oh, that's right, man. It's me, your favorite friendly neighborhood JB here. Now, a lot of people wonder why uh, old Jackie boy come back. They wonder why I've taken off from my busy schedule of making movies like the Goosebumps and the Kung Fu Panda series. Any Kung Fu Pandas fans here? Oh, that's right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, let me answer all of your burning questions with a very simple answer. You see, old Jeeves was chilling at home, took a nasty rip, a rip a off of the bong of destiny, and all of a sudden, the TV showed a man to me. That man had a belt. A championship belt And this man, this child apparently, calls himself Kid Rock. Well, let me tell you something, dudes. There's only a one kid that rocks around here, and it's a me. Oh, it's a JB. And that's what I've come to save you all with the power of rock and roll. Yeah! And soon enough, when old Jackie Boy hits that ring, you'll be able to say, The champ is here! A skip beauty Oh my goodness, what is happening now? Oh, look at that. Guy Fieri is coming down to the ring. Guy Fieri, of course, been in contention for the uh for the for the for the, for the celebrity belt for a long time in coming and it doesn't look like he's happy that good old Jack Black has inserted himself into the title picture this way so what's he got to say wait wait one minute can I just say I am sick and tired of hiring henchmen who don't know how to do their damn jobs properly First Kid Rock attacks me, and now this punk in the ring attempts to take on the mayor of Flavortown. Well, Jack, while I do appreciate that we do have some things in common, I mean, you clearly like food as much as I do, but you're not a champion. You're not even worthy to go near that belt. You just came back last week cheap-shotting me, and you think you're worthy of a title shot? No, 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 no. Only one man is worthy of a title shot, and that man is the mayor of Flavortown. And just as we were about to get down to a flickadoo in Flavortown, it looks, yes, it is Tim Curry. Tim Curry, our former celebrity champion, is making his way down to the ring. Oh my gosh, this is turning into a wonderful confrontation. Let's see what happens when all three of these men square off. You know... A few weeks ago, Kid Rock looked at me and told me I was focusing too much on entertaining the JWF audience. Too much time focusing on making everyone in the audience smile. And to be honest, he was right. I spent so much time playing to this audience and craving their affection that I forgot the most important thing of all. That I was a champion. And I should do anything to keep that title around my waist. And that cage match at the Big Balls pay-per-view was certainly a wake-up call. I don't need 
to silence my demons anymore. I need to awaken them and use them to destroy everyone in my path. And I shall begin with these two morons in this ring. Because not you, or you, or anyone in that ring gets a shot at Kid Rock until Tim Curry is through with him. Oh my god, looks like Tim Curry has jumped in the ring. It looks like the three men are about to square off. And then... Oh my god. Is that... It is! It's the magic... It's the music of Patrick Warburton. He's coming out. He's got a microphone holding his majestic wings <laughs> up high. The crowd is going wild. What's Patrick got to say? Hi. 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 Look. I'm not here to say I uh, deserve a title shot, uh, a match, or anything. I I just noticed that there's a there's a lot of ass kicking going on tonight, and uh, there's a little party in that ring. So, uh, little Patty Warbucks is gonna invite himself over and uh, get down. Yeah. Patrick Warburton has rushed the ring. And we have got an old-fashioned slobber knocker going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. These four men are duking it out, destroying each other. And my God, I don't, I don't know what's going to become of this. I mean, if I was Kid Rock right now, I'd run. He has four men vying for his title at once. I, how can we even resolve something like this? I have no idea. I don't know. Sometimes I feel that um, maybe we should just let all of these guys kind of just fight it out and then just see who's left standing. I mean, who's to say? Of course, that is a very powerful move. Uh, you have to fight, and you've got to be strong to be a champion. And if anybody knows that, it's our JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Dylan. Now, in recent weeks, the Dylan has been having a... I don't know if it's an identity crisis, if he's been trying to escape. I don't know what's going on with the Dylan, but he's been going through some strange moods. But I'm hoping he's put it all behind him, because it's now time for our main event of the evening, ladies mm. and gentlemen, wherein the Dylan will take on Griffin Clouds for his precious JWF title. And let me tell you something, this match was amazing if anything it definitely showed that griffin clouds was not just a man a faction man if he wasn't a man who could just work in a group he definitely took on the dylan they were very evenly matched in the early going and eventually of course the vwo do help griffin get that upper hand that is the strength and numbers that unfortunately dylan can no longer rely on after breaking up the fight boys faction a couple of weeks back but of course dylan kept fighting back kept fighting back he went for an upper dicker but then Griffin pops out of the way, and that fist, that powerful fist of Dylan, went straight up into Shibby, our infamous, our infamous referee's crotch, delivering an upper dicker to our referee, sending him crashing down. And now, wouldn't that have been a disqualification for assaulting the ref? Well, Shibby, I mean, Shibby's not awake. He's been assaulted. He's been destroyed. He can't do anything. He's lying on the ground in pain. Dylan's looking shocked. He, he couldn't believe what he had done and turns around to find all three members of the Vape World Order in the ring with him, assaulting him, defeating him, destroying him, and eventually getting him in position for an undervapor. And I don't think I've never seen a man kick out of the undervapor. This could be what cost Dylan the title, but... Oh my gosh! Dylan's reversed. He's now flipped around. He's got... He's actually picked Justin up into an under into an under vapor hold into a tombstone hold but Travis is jumping it looks like he's going to try to attack Dylan and kick him so his, he'll let go of his brother but oh my god Dylan grabs Travis over his shoulder hitting him with a vicious over the shoulder backbreaker as he delivers a tombstone to Justin these two men have been decimated by the Dylan my god oh my gosh but he turns around to see Griffin with a poison vape hitting him in the face he goes for a pin on Dylan. Shibby barely wakes up enough to count the pin. And right before he hits three, that shoulder pops off the ground. Dylan reverses, hits him with a roll-up. One, two, Griffin kicks out. And the two-point men are now back at it again, evenly matched, as the VWO are now completely indisposed after that vicious double-team move from the Dylan on them. And it looks like he's got Griffin Clouds in the corner. 
He's stretched out his legs, and it looks like he's going for one of the most vicious moves in his arsenal, ladies and gentlemen. He's going for that sick dick kick. All right. Oh, it's got to be over. He goes for the pinfall. One, two. Whoa. And the BS have hit the ring. They kicked Dylan in the head, and now Blake Tanner looks to be putting the fist to Dylan. Griffin rolls out of the ring, joining his brothers in injury, and it looks like... Well, they, it looks like they're trying to set up a load of BS. A load of BS on the Dylan, but Dylan rolls out of the wing wisely. And it looks like the BS are grabbing microphones because they've got a message for the Dylan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all comers to the JWF, the winner of this match, Griffin Clouds. Uh, but unfortunately, since this was due to a disqualification, that doesn't mean in the title goes to Griffin Clouds. It stays on the Dylan. And Dylan, that's what we wanted to happen. Uh, if we wanted you to lose your title, it would be around the waist of that vape master general over there. But we don't want that. You see, Dylan, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. And... That's not what we want to do. We don't want to screw you out of losing your title. Uh, remember, like you did to us? No, 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 no. The BS boys aren't eye-for-an-eye kind of guys. We're an eye-for-a-snapped tendon kind of guys. We're an eye-for-a-broken-nose kind of guys. And most importantly, we're an eye-for-a-championship kind of guys. And Dylan, you said something last week that really interests me. I mean, I did have to listen back to your mush-mouth promo about 50 times because your ass talks like you got Gato's balls in your mouth, and hell, you very well might. But you said something that interested me. You said, in all of your infinite wisdom, that the BS boys might actually have some shred of talent. You talked about wanting to leave this company, wanting us to leave this company, but Dylan, I'll let you in on a little secret. We aren't here because we need to be. We're here because we want to be. We're here because we love this company. This company is our home. This company is our family. And I know you don't understand that because we've been here forever. We're the founding fathers of the JWF and you're just the flavor of the month and that's why if you want to leave feel free but we will not let you go with our title oh and I bet you thought we already had a match at Summerfest against the VWO a rematch for those tag titles that you uh, helped us to lose but don't worry Scotty's dad told us he had that well taken care of. Thanks, Pop. <laughs> Which leaves me and Scotty uh, open. We, <laughs> we're going to the big dance without a date. So that's why we talked to Captain Tibbs, and he joyfully approved a match earlier tonight. A match where three of JWF's finest will battle it out tooth and nail. That's right. It's a match where brother will fight brothers, and brothers will fight douchebags. That's the match where you will lose that JWF title. Because, Dylan, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that title stays with the BS. Whether it's me, whether it's Blake, I don't care who takes it. Now, rest assured, I'm gonna beat Blake's ass, because I know he's gonna beat mine. But we refuse to let you have that title one more instant. Because the JWF deserves better than some New Japan mark who low blows people and runs like a coward instead of facing a fight. That's why at the biggest shindig of the summer, Summerfest, is going to be Blake Tanner versus Scotty Moore versus this dead man walking I see before me, the Dylan, in a triple threat championship match. And if you realize anything coming out of this match, it's that we're the best, and you can't spell the best 
without B and S. Oh my god, strong... I can't believe this! The implosion of the fight boy seems imminent because it looks like we're gonna have us a triple threat match at Summerfest. The Dylan, Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, three of the strongest men in the JWF are gonna fight each other. And I, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Blake Tanner, what do you think of this? Oh, I think the fight boys imploded a long time ago. I think this is just a continuation of the theme here. Um, I'm, it's gonna think people. It's going to be explosive. That's all I got to say. And of course, now, Dylan, I know uh, you aren't the biggest fans of the BS. You've always enjoyed the Dylan's work as opposed to theirs. What do you think could come out of this? Wait, when's, when's Summerfest again? Summerfest is in two oh, weeks. Okay. Oh, okay. Rip you a new asshole next week, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well. That was JWF, ladies and gentlemen. And so, uh, Blake Tanner, what did Blake Tanner? What did you learn this week? Um, I learned that uh, Dylan just likes to have Gato's <laughs> balls in his mouth. I'm going to drive to Alabama and just punch you in the face. <laughs> I learned that means I did my job right. And Dylan, what did you learn? I could have left like 30 minutes ago and I, I had to listen to the two of you like verbally circle jerk each other oh god so dylan can be found at sexy chucky t on twitter uh blake where can they find you <laughs> uh you can find me at blake a tanner on twitter you can find both me and scotty on our other podcast a load of bs where we talk about everything from here there and everywhere it goes up every Sunday, probably. <laughs> it came out Monday. It, it, it came out Monday this week, but it's all right. Like, why did you have to throw shade at Scotty? He's trying his best, man. Come on, let him let him have a little leeway with the schedule. <laughs> uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my book on Amazon. That's Quezel Corp. Q U E Z A L C O R P. And make sure to listen to the Quezel Corp podcast. We just released our last, our first episode last week. It was uh, actually very well received, which made me very, very happy. It's uh, half, uh, we do audiobook stuff on it. We actually do interviews with the people who helped me make the book. And eventually, we're actually going to turn it into a Dungeons and Dragons podcast where we get to do quests and cool stuff with the actual characters from within the book. So it's kind of an expanded universe of Quizzle Corp. So. That's awesome. And if you're uh, listening to us on iTunes, make sure to rate us, subscribe to us. Wherever you're listening, rate us, subscribe us, share us with your friends. If you know somebody who likes pro wrestling and people being dumbasses, please be sure to share us because we really need all that extra shit coming in, all that goodies coming in. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon, find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and remember when you are a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.